Well, season two of the Mountain Mysteries doesn't begin until late December. We have got something special for you right here on Spotify, Patreon, and where podcasts are found. These are some of our favorite blurs and chills, so strap yourselves in and hold on. I'm Chris Sloan for the Mountain Mysteries. From the mountains of Columbia to Pikes Peak, listen to The Mountain Mysteries, a podcast from the pantry studio of Chris Sloan. The Mountain Mysteries, where true crime meets the paranormal. A Pantry Studio production. The following may contain strong language and deals with adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. I will be the last to fall. I won't shed a tear for them to see. Over 24% of the 1.9 billion square acres in America alone, the mountains that so many people call home, also play host to some of the most staggering mysteries in the world. The missing. And she said, I knew I wasn't there anymore. The murdered. All my emotions just went blank, just like, just blank. And I still live with that today. I think about that so much today as he was in that water. Strange creatures. Whatever it was that was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. I mean, it was a, nope, we need to get out of town. Unexplained lights and sightings. It does not look like an airplane. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. These stories may be strange. They may be sad. They may be odd but they are mysterious. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and now your host, Chris Sloan. It wasn't too long ago that my friends and I discovered an abandoned building extremely, and I mean extremely close to our local high school. It's only separated by a a highly trafficked nature center with trails that go from the high school end of it to the abandoned facility. So, naturally, being in a science class a year before, where we navigated these trails every day, well, I was surprised to have never found it. After someone told me about it at lunch, about three friends and I decided to go after school to the building, and I was surprised that it was a huge property that held, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of about eight football fields worth of random church-type buildings. They were all separated by about 50 yards each and were pretty massive individually. Now, the first one that we went into and tried to find our way around in was way back in the most run-down part of the property, and it was probably one of the largest. A back door was simply propped open with a brick. And once you entered, you were exposed to a very long, narrow, and dark hallway with a lot of doors opening up in it. And, God, it smelled. It was... Like moldy drywall and dust. The wallpaper was... Well, it was creepy and eerie. It was peeling off just about everywhere and walking down the hallway. We noticed that 
Some rooms were in a relatively 9 out of 10 condition, and others, the drywall had been completely rotted out, and it had just left a pile of disgusting brown and green rotting material on the floor with the ceiling caving in, too. So anyways, we went through and we explored the entire building. We realized that it was completely symmetrical in some kind of sense. And eerily, each room was labeled with things like bedroom, dining hall. Well, you get the idea. Anyway, we we found rooms that seemed to used to have padding at one point and some heavy doors that were recognized to be a little cell-type room or rooms for angry mental patients like... uh, Calm down rooms. Well, after we figured this out and read an old note we found in the boiler room, which had stairs leading down to a completely, I mean, very creepy-looking flooded basement, which read that this was an old mental facility. Well, we found a room that my friends and I had set up previously with about eight chairs, and they were kind of in a circle. Anyways, when we came back a few days later with eight people it was still pretty lit now it was midday so we all felt cool it was safe one of us had the idea to start scaring each other and separating from the group well everyone kept doing this for about 20 minutes sneaking away with a buddy or two to slam doors and jump scare the rest of us (sighs) it was scary however it wasn't long after that that we started to notice that We weren't alone. There was someone or something else in that building with us. Now, me and my friends were off to sneak from the rest of the group to try to scare the holy hell out of them, but... Then we noticed something. We noticed feet from the other side of the door. Saw the door rattle like it had been kicked or punched. And then saw footsteps walk away from it, you know, kind of like how you can see the shadow of them. Needless to say, we were scared out of our damn minds. We ran back to the rest of the group, uh, still in the chair room, and told them, but hell, they didn't believe us. Everyone kept saying they saw something. We all assumed that this was bullshit, and everyone was just trying to scare each other. Had a history of it after all those few days. Well, eventually someone had the grand old idea for us all to congregate in this chair room and be completely silent and listen for noises. Oh, God. As if that weren't bad enough, me and a friend about, I don't know, ten minutes before all this, purely out of boredom, we both threw chairs down the hall to make a noise to scare everyone. Then we looked back down the hall. It was only a few seconds later. And we noticed that both of the chairs had gone very, very far down the hall. Another 30 feet. With all of this, we we got very quickly into our cars. We left and we got the hell out of there and never came back. Until about a week later, when we found all the windows had been smashed. And not by us, but... Where there had been doors that were open before, they were all boarded up and locked up now. We think that the city was trying to keep those buildings locked up, and then if they were, it was for a damn good reason. Or if they didn't know, 
something is lurking in that moldy, despairing darkness, they should have. Whatever reason now that building is locked up tight and secure, if it's even still standing, and that's a good thing. I used to live on a mountain in the Appalachian Mountains up north. When I moved there, my great-grandma would tell us about the mountain being haunted, and she was telling us about these wild stories of ghostly hunting dogs barking for hours and hours in the night, glowing people in the trees, a witch in the town who could make milk spoil if you walked past her house with it. And I was a skeptic and just said, that's a cool story, while I laughed. But then, things began to happen to me and my brothers, and it was nuts. We heard the dogs. It sounded like, I don't know, maybe ten or so, just barking their hearts out for hours at night. But it was only at night. You never heard them in the daylight. And no, it wasn't coyotes. We had those too, but they sound way different than this. I saw lights in the woods transform into a glowing person once and then vanish with my brothers who confided that they saw it too. I looked out of my window one night and saw a small hooded figure just outside, just standing there, staring at the house. I went out the next morning to see if there was anything there, anything that I could have mistaken it for. Come to find out, all of the plants within a three-foot radius of that spot were suddenly dead. They have called my name from the woods both day and night when I was outside. My brothers and I would also sprint like our lives depended on it when we came back from locking up the chickens at night. We would just feel this super oppressive feeling and just an overwhelming feeling that we had to get the hell out now. So, of course, we ran as fast as we could with fresh eggs, mind you. And then we locked all the doors. My parents never did believe any of this happened. So it was just something that my brothers and I were trying our best to deal with. Chased by a ghost. Literally. Submitted by Metalheadiat. This was a real incident from North India. It happened with a relative of mine who, after attending a birthday party at our place was returning to his home around 9 p.m. The person said their goodbyes and set off on his bike. He carried a bag of sweets and cake and etc., you know, for the rest of the family. Well, there was a stretch of road for some 20 kilometers which is uninhabited and full of agricultural lands and trees on either side. Now, this road was not very well maintained and full of potholes, so anyone sensible enough would not be over speeding, at least not when it's dark. Now here comes the interesting part. In the light of the headlamp, he saw a man who looked like a homeless person or a vagabond asking him to stop. Well, practically begging him. But the worst part was that their body was not visible below the stomach and abdomen. It looked like someone had simply cut off the lower body. There were no other vehicles in the near proximity and it immediately struck fright in the person's mind. My relative belongs to a rural part of the country and is aware of things like this to some extent. He knew what he was seeing was no mortal, but something that would cause great harm if it got a chance. 
He increased the speed of the bike and tried to flee the scene, but guess what? The figure started chasing him at the same speed at which the bike was running. He had to have been around 80 kilometers an hour. Couldn't do much more than that. Otherwise, it could be lethal to go faster on such a road. He could feel a sense of complete uneasiness inside of him while the figure was moving alongside the bike. But he could not do much except hold on to his faith and keep praying. All of a sudden, it struck his mind that he had a full bag of sweets and here in the folklore, it is widely known that negative energies can get attracted towards sweets, fragrances, etc. When controlling the bike, he threw the bag on the roadside and luckily within a few moments, he saw a light at the side of the road and stopped immediately to find a small temple of a local deity. The ghost, or whatever you may think it was, had disappeared. My relative was drenched in sweat in the month of October and could already feel a fever running. But he thanked the gods for saving him from the ghastly apparition and started again. Now, he recovered within a couple of days and since then he hasn't seen or experienced anything. Unexplainable Encounters Submitted by Spooky Scare Skeletons For context, I live with my fiancé and our two cats and three dogs. Earlier, it was around 2.30 when I was headed to the bathroom on one side of my house in order to take a shower while my fiancé was on the other side of the house in his bedroom playing video games. For about 10 minutes, as I'm in the shower, nothing unusual happens, but as I go to reach for my conditioner, I hear loud banging noises on my bathroom wall. Well, that lasted for about three seconds, but the whole time, it was constant and aggressive. I thought it was my fiancé trying to mess with me, as none of my dogs were barking. But I decided to check anyway by calling his phone before I left the bathroom. I didn't want to be murdered. So I called twice, but he didn't answer. But I figured it was, I was overreacting anyway. I head to his room to ask him about what had happened. And as soon as I walk in, he turns to me and says, Has anything creepy happened to you today? I said, yeah, why? And he told me that when I was in the shower, his bedroom door handle began to jiggle like someone was trying to open it. Uh, he thought it was me trying to mess with him. He didn't know I was in the shower at that time. So he grabbed the door handle and opened the door really fast while it was still moving, trying to scare me. When he opened the door, no one was there. I asked him if he was the one who was at my door, and he said he had been in his room the whole time. This was confirmed by his brother who had been playing Xbox with him at the time. Around 10 minutes later, we were both in his room and he went to open his bedroom door for a few seconds. It would not open as if someone was holding it shut. We're pretty confused about this and have to... No idea. Well, actually, we have no idea of how to rationalize what just happened. Was this a nightmare, or was it something more? The Thing Under the Bed Submitted Anonymously Hopefully this isn't too long, but it's just a thought I'd like to share. 
Uh, this didn't happen with me. It was my mom and my mom's sister, my aunt. Mom used to tell me that at one point in her life she lived in this old house back in the day in Toronto. If I'm not mistaken, it was in the 1980s. They used to sleep in the same room with two separate beds across from each other. Now, my mom used to tell me that at 3 a.m. there was always a voice calling her name and telling her to come here. Come here. And the voices came from under the bed. My mom would get really scared. Needless to say, and my aunt who claims that she can feel and see spirits would always pretend to be asleep, but unaware my mom thought that she never heard the voices. My aunt always heard them. They would never call her name, only mom's. So they went and told my grandparents, but my grandparents would never believe them until one time my grandfather was home alone in that house and apparently he was just making himself a snack when according to my mom, he told her he seen what was calling her name. But he could never describe it. He couldn't even bring it up. And he was always, always too scared and even the thought of talking about it. Well, shortly after that, thank God, they decided to move from that house. I always had a hard time believing the story until my aunt had told me that it was real. And I also had a hard time believing her too, to be honest. But there came this one day. My cousin was in the hospital. He was in ICU. And... He was in bad shape. When I went to visit him, he was supposedly alive, according to the doctor, but my aunt came out of that room bawling her eyes out. When I asked what was wrong, she told me my cousin had already passed away. She seen a spirit looking over his body on the hospital bed. The next day, he sadly passed, and that's when I realized everything that my mom had told me was true. The way my mom is till this day, because of what happened is sad. She's always worried about everybody, always paranoid about the stuff that happened, and once I realized it was true, I can't even begin to imagine what my grandfather had seen on that day. When my grandfather passed later on, when I was in high school, and never described what he had seen. Sometimes, I wish he had of but maybe him not describing it to my mom might have been the best thing. Maybe there's a possibility my mom would have been worse than she is now if he had told her what he's seen. Well, that's my story, and I just thought I'd share. For anybody that hears this, thanks for taking the time to. When we're children, we're frightened of such things. Monsters under the bed, in the closet... And most of the time, almost always, as a matter of fact, I'm guessing 99% of the time, that they turn out to be nothing. They turn out to be overactive imaginations that we have. But in that particular case, one has to wonder. Some people don't believe in the paranormal. Some people are agnostic. They believe that there may be a higher power, but they're not sure what it is. Some people don't believe in God, and they don't believe in the demonic. Until they actually have an experience. My paranormal experience. 
Submitted by You Lackey, 122.23. My experiences are quite demonic, so if you don't like that kind of thing, maybe you won't like this story. I live in a house with three of my siblings and my parents. It's a one-story home. It has two hallways and a living room on one end of it, and a kitchen on the other. And next to that kitchen, there's a hallway that leads to the bedroom, so you guys know how my house is laid out. Me and my older sister used to hear different things, but she was always skeptical, and I was a believer with the first experience I had. And that was just a few pots and pans falling in the kitchen, so we didn't think much of it. Until one night... I was sleeping on my bed with my head facing the door so I would feel safer and be able to see who came near my room. But by the way, I sleep with my door open. This particular night, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning when I woke up to something at my door. I look up and outside my sister's door, who was across from mine. Well, there was this weird thing out the front of the door. And it got up and I thought it was standing up, but then it got up again and it was about seven feet tall with a black destroyed dress and something like a grim reaper would wear. But the thing that stood out the most to me was its face. It was a large bird skull and it looked in my sister's room. And at that point, I was under the covers about ready to crap myself. When I looked again, it was gone. That was a few years ago, and now I'm going to tell you some things that my mom would hear about. And My mom used to hear us calling out her name, and she used to come into our rooms and say, What's wrong? And we were confused at what she was doing. When my dad was younger, he used to see shadow people, and now I see them at my grandparents' house as well. If you want to hear more about that topic, just ask. So anyways, recently... My mother and I made crosses for the windows after my little sister thought she heard something trying to get into her window. And the reason why I think that it happened was because we have an underground pool that we just filled up with sand and apparently at some point a little boy had drowned in it. We also found a coin in acrylic at the front door when we moved in and at the back door there was a cross engraved in the step. So lately, I've been standing outside and just feel like someone was watching me, and one night, I was sleeping when I heard three loud knocks at the front door. So I got up and checked the time on the microwave. It read 1.09 a.m. And then I thought, oh, well, it must be my dog scratching his ear and hitting the door on accident. When I went to look out the door hoping my dog would be there and there was nothing and I didn't want to open the door because well to be honest with you I didn't want to see who or what was out there this happened a few days ago I was half asleep when I heard an evil laughter and it sounded like my little brother who would sometimes make these noises when he slept but When I went to look, there was no one or nothing there, and the door was shut. Some things I'm thinking is that the three knocks... Well, those three knocks, are they mocking the Holy Trinity? 
because that's the only spot in the entire house that we do not have a crucifix at. So what you hear on the blurs all allegedly happened. Be it as crazy, as paranormal, or as spooky as it may seem, we can't discount them because we weren't there to see it or not see it. But I can certainly tell you that a lot of these things will actually raise the hair on the back of your neck. Like today's story, submitted by Duncan16. They began by saying that they don't really know how to support or start these things, rather, but they'll began by saying that the family has always been sensitive to the paranormal and supernatural, etc. I'll begin with when I was about eight years old and my brother was nine. We had the day off from school. My mom popped to the shops literally five minutes down the road. We were upstairs just talking and annoying each other, you know, as siblings always do. All of a sudden, we heard this big hearty laugh followed by, Hello? coming from downstairs well we were home alone we looked at each other shocked at what we just heard my brother and I looked down the stairs and yelled to mom no response anyways after we confirmed that we were there alone I said well that was strange my brother confirmed and then after that we heard running water well we checked the bathroom checked downstairs no taps were running or leaking at all anywhere so, when our mother got home, we told her what had happened, and ah, she just sort, sort of shrugged it off. Yeah, She's experienced stuff like that all the time before, and she just told us, don't be afraid of it. Now, there was bumps in the night and shadowy figures spotted all the time. I'd seen a ghost of my cat after he was struck by a car. Now, none of that bothered me so much, but one day, my brother, our friend, and myself decided to go bushwalking at the end of our cul-de-sac. So we took some sticks and stuff to protect us from snakes. By the way, we live in Australia. And whatever else we might have come across, be it snakes or any other kind of creature or animal, uh, nothing in the world would have protected me from what I saw that day. We were walking through the bush, whacking the weeds and whatnot, having so much fun. Then we stopped at this fairly large pond and I decided to stay there while my brother and friend went further. I was just looking out in the middle of the pond and thought to myself, it looks like there might have been a bridge going across at one point. It was at this time that I felt pretty calm and happy. I could hear my brother and friend talking and laughing in the distance. So I sat there, just staring out at the water, when this very uneasy feeling crept over me. And I went to call out to my brother and friend, but before I could make a sound, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a hooded figure. His face was bone on one side and rotting flesh on the other. I felt fear wash all over me. When I went to yell out to my brother and friend, I heard splash. I looked down at the water and the water was calm like nothing had happened. I immediately screamed for my brother and friend and they came running to me quick. They asked what had happened and I told them I need to get out of there. So they took me back home. I don't know what that thing was, but it scared the living hell out of me. A 
Our next short story was submitted by an individual that calls themselves senseless moron. But before you start laughing at this, listen to the story. These things do happen. They start out by saying that this is their dad's story and that they weren't with him when it happened. My dad's friend let him use his four-wheeler. This four-wheeler used to belong to my dad's friend's brother. The brother of my dad's friend committed suicide, however, and his girlfriend gave his four-wheeler to my dad's friend. Well, his dad was out riding the four-wheeler with his friends in the woods. It was about two o'clock in the morning when he came home. My dad was talking to his friends at a campfire when he felt something behind him. He turned around to see a human-shaped figure. It lunged at him, and he said he felt weird. All he could think about was the sadness and a voice telling him that he's sorry. When my dad was telling me the story, he was tearing up. And dad said it was the weirdest thing he'd ever experienced. Very short story. But we have to realize that possessions are real. And when a suicide occurs, when someone takes their own life, that is a tragic way to depart the world. Even more so than maybe any other way. They didn't put much else in this, but I felt it was worth mentioning. And to let you know that if you ever have any kind of experiences like that, or know someone that does, contact the Mountain Mysteries. We may be able to help you. It truly is something to watch a skeptic become a believer. This is submitted by Almasi Tran. My ex-girlfriend while dating, claimed that she often seen or talked and spoke with dead people in her dreams. Whenever she sleeps at new places, and that often interrupted her sleep. However, this happens on the first night, never twice in the same place. Now, I didn't take it seriously because that could be just her imagination. The first night she came over to my apartment, we slept together. And the next morning, she said that there was an old man in her dream, looked at her and said nothing, but she could feel the sadness through his eyes. Well, honestly, I didn't care that much. Like I said, could be her imagination. Another time, we went to my hometown and we slept in my room there. The next morning, she said she saw a little girl standing in the dark looking at her bed. The little girl seemed confused with the, who are you, eyes looking at her. This time, my ex-girlfriend couldn't tell if she saw the little girl in her dream or if it was in real life. She couldn't remember anything after that and simply woke up in the morning. It was just too realistic to be a dream to her, she said. Well, this time I got concerned. You see, the truth of the matter is, is that I have a sister. She died before I was born. My mother and I lived in that house since I was just a kid, a toddler. If my sister had lived she would be living in the same house with us today. Anyway, I thought it was just a coincidence with my ex-girlfriend's imagination. Life goes on a few years later, we broke up. One day I went back to the old apartment to meet some friends. This time I learned that indeed there was an old man who died painfully a long time ago there. My apartments were built on the very same place where the old man died. Remember what my ex-girlfriend said after her first night there? Well, it made me think. Was it really coincidence? 
the old man and the little girl, both did exist in the past. Another story. My mother and I moved to America not long after that. A few days before we left the house, my mom had a dream. In her dream, my little sister, already a toddler at that time, was begging her not to leave. We moved to America anyway and sold the house. I consider myself more as an atheist. I did not believe nor denied the supernatural. I don't have evidence for either, so I choose to live my life that way. But my ex-girlfriend, the one that I love so much, left me with that story and I cannot seem to forget it. Make sure to tune in again next Sunday for more blurs. Some of these are left kind of open-ended, I know, but I read what listeners of the podcast submit us, and you can submit one as well. Simply log online and go to www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page, and you'll see the contact us form there. And, of course, you can submit blurs, or you can do it on the Facebook Messenger. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash themountainmysteries. I'm Chris Lone. Stay mysterious. If you enjoy The Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support The Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more. Production.